Welcome to the first launch of the show, American Uck Radio. I'm your host, Mike Phillip. We got Super Don Naylor. We got Mike in Ottawa riding shotgun. If you remember when we were doing the Dr. Glidden show, Mike and I made a great team, and I got thousands of emails saying, if you have a show, you better have Mike on with you. So, Mike, are you there? Can you hear me? Good morning, everybody. Yes, sir. All right. I'm here with you. Don, have we got you live? I'm here. What the hell is this? This is a Saturday. What am I doing on the radio on a Saturday? What is this? Stop complaining. A lot of people are out of work, okay? <laughs> no. American right. Radio. First show, man. First show. Now, a little bit about me. I am a information junkie and a radiophile. I love it. I grew up in radio stations since I was a kid. I actually went to broadcast school with my father back in 1984, and I spent a lot of time in radio stations all over the place. Went to broadcasting school myself in 1995, and uh, I, I hosted the Dr. Glidden Show for about the last three years with my good friend Mike in Ottawa, who is a very strange fellow, but I think you'll get to like him over time. Uh, take a little bit of time and uh, let everybody know uh, about yourself, Mike. Well, everybody, uh, I started off uh, my career in healthcare uh, as a paramedic, and from there I branched off into things like naturopathic medicine and integrative pharmaceuticals. Uh, I have a degree in pharma pharmacology as well as nutrition, and I like video games and um, medium-cooked roast beef. Okay, you're you like, boring, like, everybody. You like long walks on the beach and... Uh... Pina Long Cole walks on the beach, and, and uh, yeah, nice sunsets, <laughs> and uh, tall women with, uh, what? Um, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Dawn, tell all the people about yourself. Uh, I'm the dude on the couch. There you go. Perfect. Yes. All right. No, whatever. I, I'm, a, I'm a radio dude. I've been, been in radio for, well, since 2005, and... Uh, Currently working with various different projects, including the Robert Scott Bell Show, which is also heard right here on GCN. Great show. That's modest of you, Don. You're the man. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like to talk about myself. I like to talk about other people. You know what? I'm tired of hearing about you. Let's launch this show. Thank you. over in Ottawa. How you doing, Mike? I am black and white. How are you? Just because you can't turn on a woman doesn't mean the rest of us need a drug. <laughs> <laughs> you, my friend, are in deep doo-doo. America Nuck Radio. In your face. All right, let's get on it here. CBS Boston is reporting that for the first time in history, kids have figured out a way to get high using plants. The Seekonk Wait. Police to What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? They well, I mean, figured out. Isn't that what people do today? They get high on plant. I don't understand. I made that part up. I just thought, oh. you know, right, right. 
Wow. So, okay. are, we, are we? What are we talking about? Weed? No, it's not weed. It's not heroin. It's not cocaine. It is flower seeds. Now, the Seekonk Police Department is getting the word out to parents that some teens have been eating flower seeds in order to get high from their hallucinogenic properties. Police Chief Craig May said his department first heard of the problem when some teens who had eaten the seeds in neighboring Somerset couldn't handle their drugs and punked out. Yeah, it doesn't say that. It says they got sick and were hospitalized. Now, the seeds have been found in the Seekong School District in the flower beds. We as human beings have a tendency to come up with different ways to become impaired, or however you want to describe it. That's the, uh, the police chief said that. He's a smart guy. He's referring to sleepy grass, Hawaiian baby wood rose, that's the street name, and blue morning glory seeds. So before you go running down to the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the store to get some flower seeds, uh, you got to know the seeds have a hallucinogenic effect because they contain LSA, which is similar to LSD by one letter. Here we have a natural product that's intended for ornamental purposes, and somehow somebody figured out that it could cause a hallucinogenic effect, said Mays. I, I would have liked to be there for the first person that discovered this, you know, when they were sitting around munching on flower seeds, and all of a sudden uh, their <laughs> grandma started well, going I'm all weird. i trying to figure out who was it that came up with the idea that, hey, man, let's try and eat some of these seeds and see if it makes us high. I mean, how do you discover something like that? Yeah, was it a process of elimination or what? Like, <laughs> yeah, now nah, the tulips don't do it. Let's uh, let's try the orchids. No, nah, those don't work. Oh, dude, the morning glory. Exactly. I don't know. That's just bizarre to me. Whatever happened to glue sticks and paint? Right? I have a paint. I have a paint tree right in my backyard, and a, gl- and a glue <laughs> stick Huffing, bush. Huffing whiteout is so 1982, you know. <laughs> uh, 1986, Don. Sorry. How do you know? I just know. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I know a friend of a friend of a friend of mine that, uh, you know, in grade two, uh, ate pretty much two glue sticks and saw God. So the school's getting involved now. The uh, superintendent, Arlene Bosco, uh, she, well, she sent out a memo uh, because that's how you fight drug abuse. And she said it, it was posted on the Seekonk Police Department Facebook page Tuesday night. Uh, and she said that the, the teens were not seriously injured by the flower seeds. And uh, she goes on to say that the seeds cause auditory and visual hallucinations. And uh, this is really funny the way she described it. Spatial, temporal distortion, introspection, and side effects such as nausea and vomiting. Sounds like a good time, doesn't it? Well, listen, here's the deal. I mean, whatever, to to each person their own. You want to eat flower seeds and get high. You're not hurting anybody else. I mean, it doesn't even sound like you can hurt yourself on this stuff. I would draw the parallel to uh, recreational marijuana. It's not like you're going to die from a marijuana overdose. You're probably not going to die from a morning glory seeds overdose. Uh, Whatever. People want to do it, I guess let them do it. Why do you hate children, Don? Uh, well, oh, I see. Why? Why? Because, in other words, I don't want to enact a law where we're going to ban morning glory seeds now. Yeah, well, like, you know, raids at three in the morning on flower shops. And uh, and that's interesting because the Somerset Home Depot has agreed to remove the seeds from their shelves for the time being. What? But, 
Yeah, oh, seriously, yeah, Home Depot is right on board with the uh, war on flower seeds. So, But this is interesting because I remember a story just a little while ago, you know, it was about a year or so ago, that they had this uh, mummified Egyptian princess that they were doing tests on, and they actually found traces of cocaine in the mummy. And before that, it was previously thought that there were no direct trade routes between Central America and the Middle East. Well, you know, uh, brought to you by the drug trade, man. I mean, they, they get things done. You got to give them that. Yeah, but she was a rock star, man. She was yeah, she's a, yeah exactly. <laughs> Prin- princess. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm trying to think what band the uh, walk like an Egyptian. But um, look, the coca plant. I mean, God, that's been around forever. But I guess that wouldn't shouldn't have existed in the Middle East, is what you're saying. No, well, they did. It wasn't uh, indigenous to the area, is what they think. But it proves mm. that there was some kind of a trade route between the I'm two uh, regions. I guess that makes sense. I'm still blown away the fact that Home Depot is going to take Morning Glory seeds off the shelf. Well, I mean, have they, they taken they, rubber cement off the shelf? Have they taken glue and paint off the shelf? But Morning Glory seeds? They're going to replace it with Prozac. Oh. <laughs> American Huck Radio, everybody. Stay tuned. More flower seed madness after these messages. We're back live. This is American Huck Radio. I'm your host, Mike Phillip. And the call-in line is 855-660-4261. And if you have an opinion that will make just about everybody angry, I want to hear from you. But first of all, I feel it's pertinent that we mention mothers because tomorrow is Mother's Day. And oh, yeah. here tomorrow's Mother's well, Day. It's a good thing we had this show. Otherwise, you'd have been a supreme disappointment, like even more so. <laughs> <laughs> you got some explaining to do. Yes. Exactly. All right, so uh, here's our little tribute to mothers here on American Art. Happy Mother's Day! I love my mom. I love you, mommy, the greatest. So that's it. Have a happy ass Mother's Day. And uh, to my mom, who is, uh, she's out there listening. Mom, I love you. You're awesome. And, uh, you know, have a good one, eh? So, now that we put that to bed, uh, the Australian government is giving carp herpes. And uh, (laughs) before I go on. Say it again. (laughs) Yeah, so... Fox News is reporting that the Australian government is giving carp, you know, the fish, herpes. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, they're probably paying good money. And here all this time, I've been doing it for free. But anyways, Science Minister Christopher Pine (laughs) called the plan to eradicate about 95% of European carp in the country's river system 
Carpageddon. I, I like my term. It's uh, the Herpocalypse. And that's being reported by ABC. It affects the European carp by attacking their kidneys, their skin, their gills, and stopping them breathing effectively, Pine said. They have the virus for a week before they show any symptoms, and it suddenly kills them within 24 hours. So, you know, they round up these carp, play a little dance music, give them a little E. Uh, I made that up. Agriculture and Water Resource Minister Barnaby Joyce said the carp's ability to reproduce en masse made them the rabbits of the waterways. I've been calling them that for years, the rabbits of the waterways. The strain of herpes is set to be released in 2018 so the government can plan for the virus's impact and the program will cost $15 million, most of which will go to getting rid of the dead fish. So apparently the the cost of brewing up a batch of fish herpes is really low. You could probably do it in your bathtub at home. I don't know. So um, this this is interesting because... uh, I gotta say, I, it, it's better than dumping poison in the rivers. But is the is the fish herpes going to spread to other fish? That's what I would want to know. You know what I mean? Well, well, it depends on the actual uh, gene of the herpes. Like the the there there is something called fish pox or carp pox, and what that does is it causes like milky milky like texture on their skin. It causes cysts to form. It causes disfigurations. But there are other kinds. There's like HPV 1 and 2, some of them that affect trout and salmons and things like that. So they're different, bre- they're different breeds of the actual virus. So some will affect other fish. Most won't. But the thing is, um, you know, they say there's no interaction between carp pox and human beings, but we don't really know that for sure. So what what's going to happen with these with these millions of fish that are all of a sudden going to die? Well, probably they're going to end up in tuna tuna cans or something. And you know, I I don't know. I, I I don't I personally don't like the idea of putting a virus in the water because what's going to happen is they're going to make this in a laboratory, ninety nine point nine percent, right? And it's going to be put at a higher potency. What they're probably going to do is they're going to tailor that virus to really impact those fish. But um, it's going to offset all the wildlife. Normally, when there's a case of carp pox, you're supposed to actually destroy all the surrounding environment as well in order to stop the spread of the carp pox. In this case, they're forcibly putting it in. So I'm not too optimistic about this being, you know, coming from a healthcare point of view. I, I'm not too, too hopeful about this thing. How the hell do you know all this? <laughs> I don't, uh, well, roughly 13 years of studying. <laughs> Studying fish herpes? Okay, so... I study everything, man. That's that's why Mike is on the show, everybody. He is uh, uh, a full set of encyclopedias in the basement in Ottawa. We should call him Professor. That's that's actually... That might stick. Professor Mike in Ottawa. I like that. What do you think? I just want to know, if before you give a fish herpes, do you have to buy him dinner first? <laughs> Date rape drug. <laughs> oh, I've, I've, uh, what a yeah. bizarre story this is. It's it's really not fun when 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 you go out on a date and all you're left with is the scent of fish. It's supposed to be soap, ladies. Oh jeez, I can't believe. It. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. That wasn't on air. That's Professor just Professor Mike. Uh, I like Mac Daddy Mike. Does that work? Is that a friend of yours in Ottawa? <laughs> he's my, he's my, he's only, he's only there when I'm lonely, you know. Yeah, I'm and, trying to, yeah. I'm trying to picture Mike with a big gold chain and a fur coat, Mac Daddy Mike. It's funny because that's actually what I'm wearing. 
Well, I'd oh. have to. So I'd have to also either a drive a Cadillac like from the 1970s, or b because I'm in Ottawa, I have to drive a 1992 Honda Civic with rust on it, and I have to learn how to deal drugs. See, I've I've dealt with pharmaceuticals, but I've I've never dealt with street drugs. So, but you know what, the pharmaceutical drugs is what everybody's going after now. Yes. They have overtaken the illicit street drugs, so I think I think you're in good shape. You're going to be like the Heisenberg in in, uh, in Canada, right? Yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes I wish I didn't branch off into naturopathic medicine. I wish I didn't want to cure people. Or sorry, there's no such thing as a cure. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no. I sometimes I look back and I just say I wish I was ignorant and stuck with the pharmaceuticals. I'd be a lot richer than I am now. I'm just going to eat a bag of flower seeds and forget that I ever read this article. <laughs> Get them now before they're gone, before they're gone right? That's it, glue yeah, scented yeah. glue scented flower seeds. You guys want to invest well, in that? Why not? You could do like a crossbreed. Yeah, we could we could make so much money with the way that society has gotten now. I mean, it's it's worse than, you know, the days of the hippies where everybody else was smoking weed. Now people are doing anything. So, you know what? Those days weren't so bad. I mean, uh, you know, I well, I wasn't there, but like I've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> Everybody wore sandals. No, it was the thing. So the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization said no other species of fish are known to be affected by herpes. Okay, so there we go. Carp who have been inoculated with a weakened strain of the virus have caused no reported incidents with humans who have consumed the fish. So there you go. You're perfectly safe eating herpes-ridden fish. Uh, it's not a problem. So if you were worrying about it looking down at your dinner, uh, you're, you're worrying for nothing. I'm yeah. just curious. Did, you know, I mean, we're talking about a fish. Fish live in the ocean. Did, do you think maybe they considered crabs first before they went with the herpes? <laughs> you, know, you know what's worse than lobsters on your piano? <laughs> Oh God! I, know I don't that know. One. What, what, what would that be? Crabs on your organ. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <Da -da -da. laughs> okay, I think we've talked enough about uh, venereal diseases for fish. This is Mike, Don, and Professor Mike on American Uck Radio. We'll be back after this break. This is Mike Phillip on American Uck Radio with Professor Mike and Super Don Naylor. The call-in line is 855-660-4261. And I found this story, and I think this is really interesting, and it, and it, it drastically affects my life because uh, it seems that a lot of Americans are threatening to move to Canada if Donald Trump gets elected. Now, normally I've liked a lot of the things that he says, but uh, now I'm torn because, uh, well, I'm just going to read a little bit. It seems crazy to call it the new normal, but once again, record numbers of Americans are renouncing citizenship. Every three months, the Treasury Department publicly names individuals who renounced. 
And it's surely more about FACTA, the Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act, enacted in 2010, than it is about politics. Still, numbers are flying with one poll saying that one in four Americans would consider leaving if Trump is elected, and others claim they will leave if Hillary is elected. So one in four, and then others, <laughs> right? So, and, and I've been watching this, too, and, and uh, you know, Lena Dunham, are you serious? I, I don't want her living next door to me. Same with Samuel Jackson. I don't want him here. Stay in the States. And, the, and it's funny because these people, they, they never say, you know, if Bush gets elected or if Trump gets elected, I'm moving to Venezuela. Or, you know, they don't say, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm going to Somalia. You know what I mean? It's always Canada, right? So, and Lena Dunham, uh, as far as I can tell, has absolutely no talent whatsoever and got famous by basically taking selfies of herself on the toilet. Real classy lady. Happy Mother's Day, Lena. And, I don't even uh, know who that is. Lena Dunham? Yeah, that's what I was just saying, too. I don't know who she is. Well, congratulations and welcome to it, eh? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's, it's fair, though, because in all fairness, we did give Canada a bad case of the Biebs. <laughs> you know, we sent Justin Bieber down there and uh, Neil Young. So, I mean, you know, one retard for the other. I guess it's fair. We got a caller here, Phil in New Mexico. He wants to chime in on this. Phil, are you there? I'm really pissed off. You're really pissed off. I want to hear all about it. What are you mad about? Well, first of all, I'm really pissed off because I've been on hold for a week ever since I found out the show was going to be on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's dedication oh, right there. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really pissed off about this stuff, about these people wanting to move to Canada and stuff like that because of Trump being the president. Now, I have to, I just don't get it that there's a guy that's an American citizen that made a success out of himself and wants to make America great, wants people to have jobs, wants people to be able to think for themselves, and they want to move to Canada? Really? Why wouldn't they want to stick around and enjoy what happens? Or basically, I think, maybe if, uh, oh, I don't know, Hillary Clinton wins or uh, that other moron that's the socialist, if he wins, maybe I'll <laughs> did, just did you Did to, you say uh, Hillary Clinton? Yeah, isn't that her name? Hillary? <laughs> Close that's enough. Great. You and I have been getting it wrong this whole time? What about that old bummer guy? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so you do listen, that. Phil. You do realize that people are just going to say that you're uh, you're a racist. What? Yeah, a racist. <laughs> Man, I couldn't be a racist. I'm not fast enough to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, you know, racist! Nice. Okay. I see what you did there. All of it. All of your issues could be cleared up if you just pay more taxes. That's generally what the government says. So, well, interestingly enough, uh, actually, actually, Trump has put forward a tax plan that will vastly lower taxes on an individual and corporate level, from what I've seen. Well, I'm a disabled vet. I don't pay taxes anyway. I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you're a vet. Well, thank you for your service. Yeah. Well, sure. I had nothing else to do back in 1970. So, okay. You know, so. They, I- they sent, they sent me a letter saying I could join their club, and they, oh, let's see, I get $64 a month, and I get to go to a country where people want to shoot at me because, well, I don't know why, and they don't either. But we'll do it anyway because it's our duty. 
So I have a question for you because you're a vet. I have a baby squirrel in my basement. Do you have any idea what I should do, or should I feed it or kick it out of the house? Well, I'd shoot the damn thing. I said eat it. No, I no. Well, you could eat it. Yeah, you don't want to waste the meat. You could also make a pair of glo- a glove out of one of them. Something tells me you're not the kind of vet that I was looking for. Oh, you were looking for one of those vets. No, uh, you know, I was listening to the beginning of the show, and I was hearing this uh, Mike guy from Ontario. Uh, man, he knows a lot of stuff. I'm just wondering, does your mom have a big couch in the basement or what? Um. Well, my mom uh, had 12 kids, I know that, so we had quite a few couches. Yeah, but did all of them sit in the basement on the couch all this time and think all this stuff? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Your mom had a lot of kids, so you had a lot of couches? Like, where's the parallel? Like, you, is that where you were conceived? Is that what you're saying? Um, I, I probably was adopted knowing my family, but... What a lovely thing to say. What a lovely thing to say the hey, day before Mother's hey, Day, hey, right? Listen to, me, listen to me. Can you hang on a second? Hold on. I gotta go do something here. Sounds good. You illegal immigrants! Get out of my yard! Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I just spit my drink on my computer. <laughs> wow! wow. So you're are you a Trump supporter? I take it. Oh God! Yeah, I can't wait till they build the wall. I wonder if they're going to build one between here and Canada too, because once all those people leave here, I'm hoping that you guys will keep them up there. I sure hope they do. You know, that'll create a lot of really uh, much-needed jobs up here since the oil pla- uh, c- patch collapsed. You know, we could uh, you know, we could switch to wall building, and it's a pretty big border. Yeah, I remember that goofy actor that was up there, and you guys had one of them there, what they call a Chinook. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and he thought it was, he saw he had seen the nasty, ugly thing of what's happening with global warming. You had a Chinook. Yeah, that was Leonardo DiCaprio. He was up here shooting yeah. a movie, and uh, the warm wind came on the set and started melting the snow, and uh, he, he immediately took to social media to uh, say that he'd, he'd seen global warming. It's here. But actually, the Chinook was named by the natives, incidentally, before the invention of the SUV. And it, it happens every single year that this warm wind comes over the prairie and melts the snow in southern Alberta. So, I mean, you know, it's just further proof that, you know, a lot, a lot of times actors are morons. Not all of them, but, you know, definitely DiCaprio. Yeah, I think most of them are. But, you know, that pisses me off, too, that they're that dumb and they get paid that much money. And if all the smart people are, wa- are in Washington, then why is our country so stupid? <laughs> yeah, you got the best and the brightest running it, I guess. I know it just scares the hell out of me. You know, all these dumb people that are uh, broadcasters or somebody that's been in uh, uh, journalism for about three weeks and he's doing a story about Trump and uh, doesn't even know where he lives. So, what do you got uh, against hey, Hillary Clinton, anyways? What do I have against Hillary Clinton? Well, you know, Trump, he hires people, and they work for him, and they make money, and they live, and they can support their families. I know four people that worked for Hillary Clinton, and, uh, well, they just didn't make it home. I don't think I'd want her hiring me. Didn't make it home. Like committed suicide by double-tapping themselves in the back of the head kind of didn't make it home, or what? 
No, you remember Benghazi, don't you? Or is that Pat? Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm there. Yeah, there's there's been all kinds of uh, weird deaths around did, the Clintons did, going back to Arkansas. Old, wasn't she the one with old Bummer that drew the line in the sand for Assad and he crossed it? And then they drew another line for Assad and they crossed it. And then the Russians then, came in and showed him how it was done. Then Putin crossed it. <laughs> then Iran <Yeah>. crossed it. <laughs> a lot of line crossing. Hey, uh, Phil in New Mexico, hang on. I want you to what? stick around for this next story because it's going to bring your blood pressure up again. Mike, Mike, Super Don, American Uck Radio. We'll be back after this. Canuck Radio is back online. I'm your host, Mike Phillip. We got Mike the Professor in Ottawa, Super Don Naylor riding shotgun, and um, this uh, this caller, Phil, the, the pissed-off vet in New Mexico, who I'm holding over for this story because uh, based on what I've heard from this guy, I think he's going to just love this. So a local tow truck driver in Asheville, North Carolina said he refused to tow a woman's car after he saw a Bernie Sanders sticker on the vehicle. And, and <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's a perfectly good reason for this. Kenneth Shoup said he was called to pick a wo- up a woman stranded on I-26 in Asheville on Wednesday. I drive to Asheville, North Carolina. The lady had obviously had a, a little fender bender, and I noticed all the Bernie Sanders, you know, the uh, the big cardboard Bernie Sanders sign in her back window. Okay, so, you know, he he pulls up in his tow truck, and he sees the, the Bernie Sanders sign in the back window, and he decides right there that I, I'm not going to help this woman. And her family actually went on this big Facebook campaign to, uh, well, I'm going to let him explain himself here. Every business dealing in recent history that I've had with a socialist-minded person, I haven't got paid. I own the truck. The side of my truck says Shoopy. It doesn't say Freebie. You know, and every time I've dealt with these people in recent history, I get burned with an E, not a U. Ah, here we go. There we go. So Choup went on to say to her, uh, if you're a socialist and you want your call your car towed, call the government. You don't need me. So uh, let's <laughs> let's get Phil's perspective on this. What do you think, there, Phil? Well, I'll tell you, I would have just hooked her car right up to my truck with her in the car, towed it right to the junkyard, and left it there, and said, "There you go, baby." Just like that, huh? Wow. Like that. There you well, go. And you know what? You're a really good example of how polarizing this election is. Like, people are just absolutely hating each other, you know. Hey, Trump. what are you talking about? I did it for free. <laughs> I guess if the junkyard no. was closer so the to ri- the ride to the junkyard was a free ride, on. so she should. should hey, those shoot. guys at the auto wrecker, they need, they need work, too. So, you know, I'd be killing two birds, well, maybe three with one stone, but. Uh, two for sure, uh, the car would get towed, and those guys could do their job. 
Well, there's a little bit more to the story here. A major point of contention between Shoup and McQuaid is her daughter's health. McQuaid said her daughter suffers from multiple health issues and claims Cassie had a handicap placard displayed inside her vehicle at the time of the towing debacle. But Shoup maintains he never saw it and did not know the girl was disabled. So she's got... uh, Psoriatic, psoriatic arthritis, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and early stage of Crohn's disease. Which you know, I mean, you know, uh, if you're gonna give her my number. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah, if you're gonna yeah. rely on the government for everything, how come you're so sick when healthcare is free? I would ask her. Well, because it's not free. <laughs> exactly, but you know what else? This is really funny too. Yeah, right? So, I mean, here's, there's another hilarious aspect to this story. Uh, Shoopy's Used Cars LLC is another business and is no way connected to Shoopy Max Towing. And the owner of the business said she's been flooded with harassing calls from people who are mistaking her business with Kenneth Shoops. She said she's even received bomb threats and death threats all due to a misunderstanding. And we've seen this before with social media where, uh, Mike, weren't you talking about uh, some hairdresser slept with Kanye West or something? Yeah, so uh, Beyonce has a new song called uh, Lemonade or something, and it discusses basically in in context that her man, you know, cheated with uh, Rachel Roy, who's like a professional... Yeah, she's like a professional hairstylist and stuff. But then there's Rachel Ray, who's a professional chef on, like, the Food Network. And so all of these uh, B-tards or Beyonce's... Rachel Ray make dog food? Um, Rachel Ray is... Rachel Ray, no. Listen, I feed my dogs, actually. She has a, a, a line of dog food that sure. she that she yeah, does as well. I, make, I, I, I hear the that. dog food better. Yeah, I, I hear the dog food way better. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know that. <laughs> Now, do do you do you pan fry it, or what do you do with the dog food to eat it? Well, you know, you can do like a lot of people do down in the south. Everything gets fried in a whole lot of grease, and mm-mm, I'm telling you, that's good. Or you can do like the grits; they boil everything, but it really gets messed up. So it's not very. You good could give one. you I could give a deep fried right table leg to a southerner, and they would eat it. As long as you put it's salt and lard, beef, right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> What's Rachel Ray doing anyway, and Beyonce? Well, so she, so Rachel Ray is being harassed by all these uh, Beyonce followers or the B-tards. Um, so she's had something like 15 million. This is as of last week. 15 million um, hateful comments, uh, you know, death threats. Her She needs to basically shut down her YouTube channel because she's being overly harassed. Because these illiterate idiots that follow Beyonce... Uh, the Illuminati Queen. Um, yeah, they're harassing the wrong person because they can't even tell the difference between Rachel Ray and Rachel Roy. You'd think somebody so du- like as dumb as them would be able to differentiate between the A and the O in the. Well, names. wait a but- second. Wait a second. Well, Why would no, she because- shut down her YouTube page? Isn't she getting paid for that huge amount of traffic it's generated? I mean, you, it's, it's beautiful. Well, you know, it, yes and no. I mean, she would get a lot of views, but. I mean, if you go on to post your Twitter and you say, hi, I just cooked scrambled eggs, and all of a sudden people are like, die, be, uh, you know, that word there that we can't say. Um, because well, see, these are all the things that just piss me off. All of this stuff pisses me off because, for one, if you can't tell one person from another, especially since Beyonce is not 
well, quite exactly the same color as Rachel Ray, and we don't want to get into the race thing because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, blah, blah, blah. So what? Who cares? The problem is is that we have all these educated people that come from universities that don't teach anything anymore. All they teach is politics. You could go to Harvard and learn more about politics than you could about anything else, as well as uh, Columbia University where they teach uh, journalism, which is a school of people that want to stop you from saying what you want to say, but yet they want to be journalists. Basket Sir, weaving, yeah. female studies. Yeah, yeah. Sir, I've got to ask, are, are, are you, are, are so you by any chance... Rachel Ray and Beyonce goes, the real bottom line of it all is that Beyonce doesn't mean anything to me. She doesn't affect my life one way or the other. I don't listen to whatever she sort of sings. I certainly can't stand to watch her dance because it's almost sickening. And uh, so, therefore, I could care less. So, Beyonce really doesn't add up in my book of important people to think about. Yeah, you've you talked about I mean. her for five minutes. <laughs> Sir, Phil, I've got to ask, are you by but any I'm chance... I'm done. I, I won't talk about who is we... What were we talking about? But, I, I'm wondering, are you by any chance white? No. Okay, because I, I was... I'm, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of tan. I live in New Mexico, so I tan <laughs> really good. So I'm really kind of tan, and I have brown hair, and... Uh, oh. This white thing, my, my uh, former wife, she's white. Really white. Okay, I was gonna say. So, so if if you're not pure white, then I guess your your Facebook is uh, safe because people won't confuse you for somebody else. But pure oh, I don't really white. Care about, I don't really care about that either. It's no big deal to me. If you don't like me, that's okay. If 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 I didn't know you before now, and it wasn't a factor in my life, and I meet you, and, and it's okay, great. And then I don't know you anymore, and you're still not a factor in my life. What's the big deal? That's a good way to respond to that. Awesome. I Let's agree. Get, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's get back to the story here. Now, listen, I, it's my attitude that the, the business or proprietor of a business has the right to refuse service to anybody. Well, he does. Yeah, he does. He does have that right to do that. That was the beginning of it. He should probably be a little more attentive to things around him if he's going to have the right to refuse service to somebody. If you do have a Bernie Sanders sticker and you want things for free, well, I could go along with that and give her a tow for free, and uh, but I can't tow her for free where she wants to go. It has to be where I'm going. So, Well, you can see both sides of it. I mean, if you were waiting on the side of the road and you had a disabled daughter, I can see how you'd be mad. But then again, the guy did say that every time he runs into this situation, he doesn't get paid. And he's got operating costs, fuel and, and maintenance on his truck. He should yeah, get paid. I agree. exactly, exactly. So it's a disabled thing. I was on the side of the road with my car, and it was me in the car. Would you take the Trump sign out of your window? Oh, I wouldn't put any signs on the car. I <laughs> 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 think I'm stupid. Not all us Trump voters are totally stupid. Because what uh, if you got a communist tow truck driver? <laughs> Then I would just bring out my sickle and hammer and say, hi, how you doing? Tell me away. Phil, you've been awesome. We're going to let you go. Thanks for calling. Mike, Mike, and Don. American Uck Radio will be back after this hard break.